Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is. I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. This is episode 446 of the podcast. I like to call it, I'm just going to give it a name already. We haven't even really started yet, but this is definitely going to be the whale jet ski episode. The whale jet ski episode. Yes, I okay. wanted to start off our first episode of the year with a positive note. So today, our movie, which we will get to on the second half of the show, is the delightful 2022 A24 kids film, Marcel the Shell with <laughs> Shoes On. And if the words A24 film for kids does not excite you, check your freaking pulse. Yes. Because this is wonderful. Um, I've got a little six-year-old right here, which is just dying to try and get in front of the camera. I told her to give space. I'm, Hello. I'm not here. sure if that's going to work. Yes, I've, I've, got, I've got some kids here. So, uh, welcome to 2023, Bunny. Yes. Here we are in the future. Here we are in the future recording a podcast. Um, a brand new year, and that means we have a brand new chance as Americans to fuck everything up. Yes. Hooray! It, it, how wonderful. Everybody loves Marcel. Look at that over there. That's adorable. Uh, personally, I know that I'll have a better 2023 than my 2022, but hey, that's just me. But the, the odds are in your favor. You know, yeah, the uh, we might have to consult Vegas, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're pretty safe in that assessment. I need you to back up with that chair, <laughs> Eleanor. You are not a co-host. You are not a bunny. Okay, need you to chill. So, um, we are a movie podcast, technically, because we talk about movies. We're a pretty bizarre movie podcast, but we are a movie podcast at heart. And as everyone knows, that means that we are legally obligated to start our first podcast episode of the year discussing the best and worst movies of 2022. The Podcasters Guild is very strict about this. Yes. They will send people to your house to break your legs. They are ste-ricked with a capital st. Fun fact, back in the early days of this podcast, uh, Bunny was actually doing two podcasts. I was never jealous, by the way. Yes, that just that's that word is not in my vocabulary. I'm unjealous of funny, smart, attractive, humble. Um, the second show was canceled because they didn't do their favorite movies of 2015. This is true. Very sad. Uh, I know you're still upset about that, Bunny. 
It's well, I'll, it's my cross to bear. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. Enough <laughs> with my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. I tried watching Spinal Tap with the kids, and uh, I don't know if any of them cared. Really? At all. Yeah. I don't know if any of them really embraced the film. I really thought that they love uh, uh, Lick My Love Pump, but uh, that's a that's a big no. Uh, Best in Show was, a, you know, had a bit of a warmer reception. Well, it had animals. Yeah. So let's get started with our official definitive list of the best and worst movies of 2022. I've got, you know, the one movie, which is the most successful movie of 2022. And then, of course, the biggest bomb. And feel free to add, put your two cents in here, Bunny. But uh, let's start with the best because one movie and one movie only ruled movie theaters in 2022. And you know, you know what movie I'm talking about when people look back at 2022. One movie comes to mind because the entirety of 2022 belonged to Morbius. Yes. We're talking highest grossing film of all time. Uh, Highest grossing film of 2022. Number one at the box office for 87 weeks in 2022. They actually added more weeks in the year so that people could go see Morbius. Yes. It's fascinating. It made so much money. They just stopped counting. Yeah. They just said, this is too much money. So they just stopped. They said, you know what? Let's just say it made a lot. And they stopped. I believe I I checked yesterday on Box Office Mojo. The cumulative box office total of Morbius is listed, and this is true, as a galloping shit ton. A galloping shit ton. A galloping shit ton. That's that's a lot. Because it's not easy to teach a shit ton how to gallop. Yeah. And of course, Morbius. You have to have the shit ton wranglers in. Yeah, there there are there are shit ton treats that are involved. Uh, a few shit ton prods to try to make them gallop. Yeah, you know, they don't uh, gallop lightly. And of course, Morbius's success led to the biggest trend of the year: drinking blood. Everyone's yes. been doing it. The, 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 you know, the big celebrities, Kim Kardashian, all the way to like, you know, Colin well, Hanks. Okay. Well, to be fair, though, they were doing that before the movie came out. It's a good point. Yeah. If there's one thing that Tom Hanks loves, it's just chewing on a baby. Yeah. Everybody knows that. And, and hey, I know uh, a lot of people out there just swear on virgin blood. You know how tasty virgin blood is. Oh, get me a virgin! I want virgin blood. You know what blood I've been super into lately? Slutty ass blood. Yeah. You know it just tastes different. It's like the difference between like 
Maxwell House coffee and a slutty Maxwell House. A yes. Maxwell House that's done it a lot. Yes. You know? <clears throat> I just it it's kind of like the it's kind the, of like the, the Maxwell House of Ill Repute you're talking about. Oh nice. Maxwell's bordello. Yes. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a different tasting coffee. And in all seriousness, it, uh, to go back to Morbius, I honestly and sincerely hope that anytime someone sees Jared Leto, like on the street, you know, you're in New York and you just see Jared Leto walking down the street, you know, strangling puppies. I hope that that people don't say, oh, Jared Leto. You were great in Panic Room. Or, uh, oh my goodness, Jared Leto, do you have any fun stories from the set of Fight Club? Were people doing pranks? <laughs> hey, or, uh, oh, you're my favorite Joker, because that goes against the Geneva Convention. Yes. That is not cool. Why are you downloading so many games? You were supposed to ask me. Your account on my tablet. So you're downloading all those onto my tablet. Yeah, that's how it works. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I love my um, tablet to have no space. I hope, I sincerely, legitimately hope that whenever anyone sees Jared Leto in public, that it becomes a trend that people just yell at him. It's Morbin time. Yes. How great would that be? That that is literally the best thing that has come out of this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I am I, completely I, down with that. I'm it, it Oh man. My uh Did you ever see House of Gucci? That really sucked. No. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of nothing. Just a whole bunch of people standing around talking about what Gucci is. Gucci is about family. No, Gucci is about style. No, Gucci is about money. No, Gucci is about really bad Italian accents. No, Gucci is about hand gestures. What you talking about the hand gestures? <coughs> it's not about the hand <coughs> gestures. It's about the accent. Hey! So it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. If anything, they should have got Lady Gaga to do uh, Mario because she's already got the voice. It's a me, Gucci. Like true, true. Lady Gaga's character in House of Gucci sounds more like Mario than Chris Pratt does in the Mario movie. That says something. Jared Leto that's, is that's a character. Not hard though. Yeah, Jared Leto is a character in. Uh, House of Gucci, and he's annoying as fucking. I just want to slap him every time he's on the screen. I just want to have to hit him. And of I course, I do. I do movie. feel sorry. I'm sorry, but I do hmm. feel sorry for the pandemic movies, such as Morbin Time. Uh, and, and I think they should just get a, an immediate redo. <laughs> um I'm just thinking in my head of um you know 
New Mutants Take Two. Yes. Because that movie really got screwed over. Even Mutineer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and with Morbius, it was like, okay, so you're coming out before Spider-Man, so you're gonna have to foreshadow all the things that are coming in that are gonna happen in Spider-Man. Okay, you now you're actually coming out after Spider-Man, so like, you know, in a month. So all those references, you gotta get them out of there. Yeah, I think a lot of the problems that people had with that movie and with like the the cameo of um, Michael Keaton and everything, like, I don't think that's Morbius's fault. I, that's the fault of the pandemic. They got screwed a little bit in that sense. Yeah. Because they were supposed to come out before, um, what, No Way No Way Home? Yeah, it was supposed to come out, like, the month before. Yeah, and can we get serious here? Do the Guardians of the Galaxy know who Peter Parker is? Uh, yeah. I thought the... Oh, 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 do they know who... Do you mean, did the spell affect them? Yes. Okay. Because I don't know if it did. I don't know if it did affect them. I think think that if Star-Lord... range? Well, I think that... I think that the spell was... Everyone on the planet will forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And it's like, okay, so Captain America will show, uh, Captain Marvel will show up and say, hey, Peter, I think, right? I think that's what that means. Yeah, I think. That's my theory. That's my leading theory. I've been coming up with a lot of theories. Like, uh, here's my theory about the Fantastic Four. Everyone's going to have a great time. Okay. That's my theory. Try to give more positive theories. And of course, one of the movies that will forever be known as the biggest, worst, most shameful movie of 2022. uh, Only one film. When you think back at the worst movies of 2022, the biggest bombs, the box office failures, of course, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the massive box office bomb known as Top Gun Maverick. No one saw that film. What, and I mean what film? Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, uh, it, it came out this this year. Nobody really saw it. It was supposed yeah. to be a sequel to Top Gun. Who was in it? It was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? And, uh, it was, it was He's Tom like Cruise fucking the, 80. Yeah, it was Tom Cruise and the ghost of Val Kilmer. And... Uh, it, no one saw it in theaters, and I mean that literally. The total box office gross, uh, it was released in 8,000 theaters across the United States. They built more movie theaters specifically to just show Top Gun Maverick, and uh, the total box office gross for the film was eight ninety nine. but that one ticket, that was Tom Cruise. Yeah. Seeing his own movie in an empty movie theater, so that one doesn't count. Fun fact, Tom Cruise is well, of 60 course, of years course, old. Of course, everybody, every single Scientologist was forced to go and watch Top Gun Maverick, much in the way Christians were forced to go watch Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to see Top Gun Maverick because 
as far as I can tell, it's straight. It's a bunch of straight guys that like having sex with women. That's not what the first movie was about. No. Come on. They should they should have made Top Gun Maverick, but with cast members from RuPaul's Drag Race. That I, I don't more I don't want to see Top Gun Maverick because I suspect that it's gonna suck every bit as much as Top Gun sucked. Yeah. Top Gun so, Maverick is the same exact reason I didn't want to see another Ghostbusters movie. Ah, uh, saw that two or three times. And from what uh, I heard of Top Gun Maverick, they basically rehashed Top Gun. I, okay. The thing that upsets thank me you, is Thank that... you for the nostalgia for a movie I didn't like. Okay, gang. I have a difficult mission for you. You need to destroy this enemy base. Oh, really? We need to destroy this enemy base? What country is it in? <laughs> we need to destroy the enemy. Oh, where are they? The Midwest? The, the, the Middle East? Russia, China, the, the Midwest. I think you have the Midwest right. <laughs> Let's just say it's somewhere, and not mention a specific country because uh, welcome to modern day Hollywood. So, um, Tommy Cruise is sixty years old. So I hope you all love Top Gun Two when Harry met Lloyd because if they make a Top Gun Three. Thomas Cruise will have to be flying a fighter jet with a walker in the front of the nose of the plane. Yes. Here's the nose of the plane, and then there's a walker right in front of the glass. And then the difficult part it will be you're driving at like you're flying at like supersonic speeds. How are you gonna keep the little tennis balls on the bottom of the legs of the walker? True. If you're flying at these top speeds. True. I feel the need, the need for my heart pills. In a, <laughs> in a third, in a third film, the bad guy won't be the Russians or some undisclosed Middle Eastern country. The bad guy will be cataracts. Yes. And and his uh and his sidekick shingles. It's it's good to see that Tom Cruise's Botox treatments have calmed down a bit since The Mummy. Yeah. Where he was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And then the crazy thing is that he's still doing these Mission Impossible movies and each film he has to do, to do all of his stunts and do different crazy insane things. And they did this like teaser trailer that came out a week or two ago and it's just him jumping off of a plane and he's talking to the camera while he's falling and it's like we get it you don't want us to think you're old you can stop yeah the next film's going to be like mission impossible 10 just stunts <laughs> just stunts and limp biscuit music and that'll be the entire the entirety of the movie. My wife, Natasha, God bless her, 
she is trying really hard not to be ageist. And I understand where she's coming from because, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm, I'm on a road of discovery and I'm just trying to be uh, better. I used to, uh, to quote the greatest TV show of all time. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. I used to be a real piece of shit, but uh, I'm yeah, not. You know, people fuck you. You were not. I was. No, fuck you. No, you were not a piece of shit. Just because you're getting better doesn't mean you were some horrible person before that. That is bullshit. I hear what you're saying, and that's very nice of you. No one else is saying that but me. I'm not. You know, there's no one else that's trying to convince me of that. And I'm convincing myself of that. But thank Why? you, Bunny. That is very sweet of you. Why are you convincing yourself of such horseshit? Well, we'll talk about it later in uh, historical approximations, also known as HAP. But um, I, you know, this time last year, I was in a pretty dark place and I hated myself and I hated my life. And, uh, you know, I, I literally crawled out of hell. And now I realize that the me that I was in like 2020 and 2021 and uh, just didn't appreciate the life that they were living. And now I realize that everything is every day is just a really wonderful, special opportunity. And I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying to enjoy my life more, trying to uh, be nicer to my family and my kids. And it, it's been difficult, but I'm trying to just um, live a happier life. That makes sense. Well, of course that makes sense. Yeah. But I will try and stop saying that I'm a horrible person. Good. But stop. Thanks, Eleanor. Or or, or, but, or I'll get Eleanor to pinch you. Yeah. She don't she'll do it for me. See? Don't you dare. I will put you in a bear trap. I will put you in a bear trap. You are a smelly pirate hooker. Stop it. Eleanor uh, has now become my agent of chaos. Chaos. Yes. So, so my wife tries not to be ageist and uh, uh, God bless her. But <laughs> let's all not forget that Tom Cruise is a Scientologist and they are the absolute worst people and they deserve no sympathy. No. Not a quarter, I say. And and I think we've all forgotten that. And we, we all need a reminder. Yeah, no, fuck Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bunny, when you drink Keef, do you drink it in a bottle or a can? A can. A can? Okay. Because a, a uh, can I think... that I can never figure out how to actually open correctly. Okay. I was asking because uh, a few years ago, you know, my wife and I uh, went to some weed a palooza or chronic palooza or something like that. It happens every year in Oklahoma and it's a celebration of medicinal marijuana and, and everything. And um, I went to the Keith booth and they, I got a bunch of them. Oh, one of them just dropped. That's okay. 
They are um rubber bottle caps, keep keep bottle caps to go on top of your uh bottles of keef to keep really? them fresh. Yeah. I've got a I've got I, I I have grabbed a just a butt ton of them. I think I've got eight or nine of them. But I never drink keef. So I was wondering if you get the cans or if you get the bottles, because uh these are wonderful. They're really good for keeping your um keeping your liquid fresh. It's because I can't be some... drink an entire I can't drink an entire keef without going to a different dimension for a day or two. It's got to be some strange flaw that makes it have to be difficult to be able to open the can or some shit like that. Because we have a lot of just weird flaws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a regular old can over here in Oklahoma. Yeah, no, it it's got a it's got a hard plastic. I, I wish I could show you, but I really can't. I usually just pry it off with a knife. Yeah, because I don't know how you legitimately open the thing. Yeah, I like the bottles. Um, it's like a so... Rubik's cube of a can top. Um, for those people out there that aren't cool, like Bunny and I, we're talking about um, we're talking about Keef, which is a brand of cannabis sodas. Yes, I drank like this. I don't remember what the flavor was, but it was blue. Blue is my favorite flavor. Yeah, and it it oh, it tasted so good that I forgot that it had weed in it. That it was just a delightful soda. And I drank like more than half of it, and then I went to a different planet. I can't see how you can do that, man. I am like so sensitive to the taste of marijuana, and I cannot yeah, believe, me. I can't believe that after all this fucking time, like I haven't acquired a taste or anything else. But I started a. Like, uh... The smell is awesome, the taste is fucking horrible. Yeah. Well, I've got a I've got a medicinal marijuana license and I've gone out of my way to make sure that it's OK, to make sure that it's legal, to make sure in Oklahoma I can smoke marijuana any place where it's legal to smoke a cigarette. I even got a note from a judge and got it notarized saying that it is legally OK for me to ingest marijuana for my anxiety and depression of which i have a lot so i i'm starting to embrace a, a little bit of my stoner side for the longest time i felt that marijuana was something i had to be secret about but i'm trying to be more open about it one of my new things is i've got a ticket to go see a movie i'm gonna smoke a bit of a pre-roll right outside of the movie theater yeah and then I'm going to stumble into the movie theater and then I'm going to watch the movie. I saw Megan this past week, the new murderous doll movie. How was I, it? It wasn't looking good to me. It was dumb and idiotic and stupid and ridiculous. And I might see it again this week. Okay. It's so dumb and stupid. I kind of freaking loved it. It's one of those films where it's like, 
they know what the movie is. Yeah. You know, you don't make a murderous doll movie and 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 expect it to like win all the awards. These people knew what they were doing. I'm surprised it came out January and not February, but it it was it, it was it was dumb campy fun. I saw a review somewhere that literally said uh uh, that the movie was so campy that it that uh, the headline was Megan is coming for the gays, and what? it's like I can kind of that it's such Ten a bad camp that it's such a bad campy movie that it's that it's destined to be popular in the gay community. I read it from I think Pink News. Can you stop? pretending to smell your stinky feet right next to me because you are distracting the heck out of my podcasting pretending to smell your stinky feet no, off of camera right here I farted on their foot. you farted on their, on you farted on your sister's foot and today is epiphany okay uh 10 minute warning uh, I have a few other little things that I wanted to mention before we finish the monologue. Number one, it's screenwriting 101, okay? It's screenwriting 101. Okay, you're going to have a bad guy in your crime film, and he's going to be like a like the, the crime boss, a mafia boss, a rich guy, horrible guy, kills people. Okay, give him a big, massive, ridiculous-sounding name. All right. But if it's a crime film and you're giving someone a uh, nickname, you have to may have it make sense. Yeah. Like uh, Johnny Two Times. Hey, I'm going to get the papers. Get the papers. Or uh, uh, Frankie Four Fingers. Okay, the, all of that makes sense. So it's like, okay, I'm writing this script, and here's the bad guy, and he's the 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 capo de tutti copy. So well, let's give him a ridiculous, dumb, stupid name. I don't know. Uh, Darius... Emmanuel Grouch the Third. Yes. Okay, but uh, when it comes to the nickname, okay, I'm also known as the Rumble. Why? Yeah. Why are you the Rumble? Do you have the shakes? You got? You, 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 does Parkinson's run in your family? Do you live in a uh, earthquake zone? Are you? Did you not enjoy the Nintendo 64 until they added the Rumble Pack feature? Are, Are you a you big a... Jackie Chan fan? That's where I was going. Yeah. You got to explain. If you're not going to explain why he, his Darius Emmanuel Grouch III's nickname is the Rumble, then you might as well just name him whatever, whatever nickname you want. My name is Darius Emmanuel Grouch III. Also known as Green Penis. You can just name him whatever you yeah. want. You know? Uh, and this is related to absolutely nothing. Uh, a real DJ non sequitur song here. But you know what trend I hope comes back in what? my lifetime before I die? Pole sitting. Pole sitting. The 1920s trend of climbing up to the top of a tall pole and just sitting there. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, I, I wouldn't watch that. I, I, Pornhub is a thing. If I want to yeah. see pole sitting, I yeah. can see pole sitting whenever I want. And, okay, and finally, the thing I really wanted to talk about, uh, 
I wanted to talk about Jose Feliciano. Yes. Uh, did you know he wrote Feliz Navidad? I, I, I assumed because Feliz Navidad is overplayed so much every Christmas that it was just, I don't know, some sort of standard song from a long time ago or some folk song. But no, yeah. Jose Feliciano wrote it. That's his no. song. Yeah, I, I was I was under the impression that this was a a a a traditional South American Christmas song. Yeah, me too, but F no, he wrote the song. Anywho, Joey Felices. I've been listening to the Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood soundtrack just so much. I absolutely yeah. love it. I love the fact that they got actual AM radio station clips from Los Angeles at the time that the movie is set in. It's fascinating to me. Uh, 93 KHJ KHJ Los Angeles. I am the real Don Steele. Um, the, the soundtrack's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Joey Felices has a great cover of California Dreaming on the soundtrack. And yeah. I love it. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite covers because it is a perfect example. I have no other examples, but this one is a perfect example of a cover of a famous song where you want to distinguish your cover from the original by just talking a bunch of it. Yeah. Instead of singing the entire song, you just got to you just got to talk your way through some of it so it's uh all the leaves are, the leaves, the leaves are brown. And the sky, oh, the sky is gray because I looked up and I looked at the sky and it wasn't blue anymore. It was gray. I went for, I went for a walk. I decided to go out for a walk because I had been indoors for a long time. On a winter's day, it wasn't a night, it was a day and it was winter because the leaves changed color and now there's snow on the ground. California. Uh, I'd be safe, and I'd be safe and warm is what I would be. I'd be safe. I'd be safe and warm and warm and safe. If I was, if I was in L.A., which is where I would be if I was there, but I'm not there right now. I don't know where I am, but I'm not in a California dreaming on such a winter's whole bunch of stuff in Spanish. Hola, donde esta la biblioteca California? But it just sounds like he's in New York. Because New, yeah. New York is the exact antithesis. I assumed he was in of California. See, that's where you and I differ. I assumed that uh, California Dreamin' was about uh, someone in Kent, Ohio. Yeah, I just felt it gave a Kent, Ohio vibe. Yeah, but I guess it's not. Kent, Ohio. I'm not thinking so, no. But we can't Ooh. we can't forget that he made up with it by singing his ass off on Chico. Yep. Don't be discouraged. The man he ain't so hard to understand. Danny, don't you know that you are cool as fuck on the inside? 
I've been really getting into Ninja Sex Party lately. They are a wonderful band. I'm not saying that because I have a massive crush on the lead singer. So funny. Yes. We are going to take a short break because we record this on Zoom. And so we only uh, we record the show in uh, 40 minute intervals. They got us working in shoops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we're going to take a short break, uh, show a little clip or two, and when we come back onto Zoom, we're going to be moving into historic approximations, or as I like to call it, uh, and this week's going to be kind of different, kind of off the cuff. We're going to be talking about 2022 and uh, me. Uh, without getting into too much details, but we're going to get into that. So we're going to take a short break, but stay tuned because there is uh, more of the Popon film to come after this. Do, 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 do. This is uh, the theme to the original Tonight Show before uh, Jimmy Fallon ruined it. Do, 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 do. And uh, uh, Jay Leno, for that matter. Yeah. Jay Leno, for that matter. Do, 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 do. There was a clear delineation between David Letterman and Jay Leno because David Letterman went for the weird jokes and the crazy jokes, and then uh, Jay Leno had the safe jokes for everyone's mom. Yeah. And nothing, um, nothing says that better than his reoccurring bit the dancing Alitos. <laughs> okay. The dancing Judge Alito from the OJ trial. And a bunch of uh, Judge Alito lookalikes would show up and do like a can-can. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is safe. This is why I watch Letterman. Yes. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Rebels! Rebels! You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Yes? If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? We've been doing this since 2014, which is fascinating. Next month will be our Diamond Jubilee. Yes. <laughs> I just came up with that. Next month, next year is our Diamond Jubilee celebration. Uh, so, uh, of course, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast. Everybody is. But only the real fans, the true fans, who have been with this podcast since day one, who has seen every episode, who does the cosplaying, who has been to the fan conventions, who have met us at uh, Comic-Con when we did our big panel in, yes. uh, in uh, H, in, in was, Hall H. Hall H. That was yeah. fun. That was that fun. Was I got a great. hand job in Hall H. Nice. Was, yeah. That's why they call it Hall H. I mean, it, it was just me, but like it counts. Yeah, it totally counts. Especially if you have a split personality. Yeah. So yeah, uh I, I sat on my left hand for a while, you know. Yeah. You know, the stranger. Yeah. So uh only the real fans, the true hardcore fans who have been with us since the beginning, the ride or die fans, they would know. The two main facts about the both of us, the two undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Maylin. First and foremost, uh, the, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, is that you have an Etsy store. Uh, I do. And, yeah, and you make and this is true, you make animal sculptures out of dryer lint. And I have always been blown away yes. by your, by this quirky, remarkable talent of yours. So tell us, Bunford, how did you get started making animal sculptures out of dryer lint? And, if I can press you, what's next for you? Well, it, it's Pretty much is only one way that one gets into this. And, you know, if you speak to the larger animal from dryer lint community, it's all basically the same story. One day you have to be emptying out your dryer trap. And when you go to throw it in the garbage, you notice it just looks like a bunny. So, and that's it. That's where it begins. So you make that into a bunny, a very crude bunny. It's it's bluish and it's shaped out of rubber bands and things of that nature. Uh, I I am now currently working on the incredibly rare and nearly extinct Tasmanian beaver. Nice. Uh, so I, I am going through a process of drawing different types of fabrics. I mean, 
Because you can't just separate like colors from white. You right. know, that just doesn't work. You want to do a whole load of jeans, you know, to get that good blue lint, you know. Uh, you you might separate... want to wash your favorite felt blanket. You can't separate colors from whites because it's not the 1950s. This is true. This is also true. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving us an insight into your um, process. Also, to be clear, my wife Tasha wrote that one. I've been getting the kids to write them. But this time, Natasha took uh -huh. the reins. And the second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this uh, podcast segment is I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that is what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Historic Approximations or as we like to call it, dun, former, dun, 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 dun. Oh, not about that part. Formerly Steve's historic approximations, or SHAP as we called it, for a number of years we called it that repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wanted us to or not. But as catchy a name as SHAP was, well, a dead name is a dead name, and so we are moving on. Boom! Big reveal. I'm a pickle. This week, though, it's going to be a bit of a short one, it's going to be a bit of a different one, um, because I was looking for a chap, and I wasn't sure which chap, and now I know exactly which chap it's going to be, but that's going to be for next week. This week, I decided to just uh, talk about my year, <laughs> to talk about what I have been through, my successes and accomplishments. I've been talking about this a lot on social media lately. I'm really proud of myself and how far I have come, but I want to be clear. I'm not being conceited. I'm not I'm, when I when I'm saying, hey, look at my year, I'm not saying it like my older brother. Hey, look at my year and how better it is than yours. It. I'm I'm just sharing what I have gone through because literally I was at the lowest point of my life and now I am very high. And I'm not just saying that because the edibles kicked in. So I, I'm just trying I, I'm trying to remind myself of how far I have come and sort of give myself a pat on the back. I, I started out the year in a very dark place in my own mental uh, prison. I was suicidal and I have crawled from the depths of hell and I have a new leash on life and, and I... I started transitioning this past summer, which is something I never thought that I would want. But I just I, I dove right into it. And I've been transitioning since uh, the beginning of summer 2022. I've got a, a bit of a pair. I told my brother that I was transitioning. I came out to my brother. I came out to my parents that I'm transitioning. And my name is Maylin. And my brother being my brother, he texted me. So you're a chick now. You got boobs. I'm not. I'm not being crude. And don't show me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I got boobs. <laughs> Why do you want to be a chick anyway? Because, uh, you know, uh, I used to clean the bathrooms at the bar in Sacramento. And, dude, 
uh, chicks' bathrooms are nasty, dude. Why would you wanna? Why would you wanna go and pee in a chick bathroom? Hey, I I don't mean to be offensive. I'm I just I just say what's on my mind. Oh, what's that great line that Benoit Blanc says in Glass Onion? I've not seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. I just you grabbed it last. I just grabbed it last night. Love that freaking movie. I was lucky enough to see it twice before it came out on Netflix. And I it, I just absolutely love the film. And it came out at like the exact right time because most of the people who watch Glass Onion, this isn't in any way a spoiler. It just helps to know to go into Glass Onion knowing that Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. Yes. That helps Glass Onion. Really? Yeah. The more okay. the morning that I saw Glass Onion, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to see Glass Onion tonight. I'm so excited. Calm down. Calm down. It's still a lot a number of hours to go. Why don't you sit down and watch some YouTube? And I watched a uh like a video from Adam Conover. And, about, and, uh, and Edward Norton is in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all um, those pieces are coming together now. Yeah, uh, there was a what, there's a wonderful video that Adam Conover did on YouTube, and it's uh, it's titled "There's No Such Thing as a Good Billionaire." And I watched that uh, that d- little video on YouTube. And then that night I saw a glass onion and it's like, oh, wow, the, 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 those two things work together so well that, oh, it's a really great. I liked it better than the first one, which says a lot. Yeah. But um, it's a really good movie. I saw it with Mal and, and, uh, and my wife and got really into it, got really into it. It's really good. There's some great acting in that. Um, so I'm transitioning, which is crazy. I'm hungry 24 seven. Uh, when I wake up, my chest is in massive pain. As far as I can tell, most of the breast growing is happening while I'm asleep. Um, well, that's when the titty fairy comes. I guess, I guess. Um, the hair growth hasn't stopped. That's been the hardest part about transitioning is that uh this facial hair will not freaking stop it won't stop coming so now i'm actually uh trying to figure out with my um um medical insurance that they do pay for some transitioning yes. so yeah. i'm looking to uh i have a surgery coming up this week uh and that's just the first of hopefully a series of surgeries to help me with my um, mental health. And I'm hoping to get electrolysis on my face to stop the, the, I, I used to shave maybe like three times a year. And now I'm shaving twice a day and it's my skin is pissed about it. Yeah. It is angry. Hopefully, in the next couple of months, the hair growth will start slowing down, according to everything that I've read. But I, I've got black hair. I've got natural black hair. And when it comes through my freaking 
mocha chocolate yaya skin. It looks so in your face, and I hate it. It gives me a uh, what's the word? Mal body dysmorbin. It gives me body dysmorbin. Is it dysmorbin time? It's dysmorbin time. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I did when I climbed out of hell is that I decided to go back to church. I just missed it. I, I was a Catholic for a very long time, and I, I, I started getting spiritual again. And I thought that, you know, if I'm trying to be. If I'm trying to self-improve myself and be a better person, not that I was a horrible person before. Thank you, Bunny. Right. But if I'm trying to be a better person, maybe finding a church to go to would be good. So oh, it, thank thank uh, thanks to my wife. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, wake up early on Saturday, go to like a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. service. Sure. Just, you know, put on like a nice shirt and a tie. And it was Natasha who said, wait a second. Are you aren't you going to go to church as a woman? And I said, well. I wasn't I actually wasn't sure about that. And my wife was the one who said, if you can't go to a church as your authentic female self, then you shouldn't be going to that church. True. And I was like, but it's Oklahoma. I'm already a freaking Mexican minority. I, I'm you know, I already have I'm a pansexual Latina trans woman. I already have so many you know, checks after my name that I, I don't want people to get angry at me. But so I woke up the, that, you know, that first morning and I'm like, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to make myself some coffee. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to check out the news and. Crap. OK, I'm going to pick a dress. And so I went to uh, this big, massive Catholic church. Where Jim Thorpe was buried. Okay. Because uh, we did a whole shap about that. Uh, Jim Thorpe had his funeral at that church. Yes. Um, I would go into this big, massive, like, strict Catholic church. Uh, and I'd go in as a woman. And, and it felt at the time that, like, Operation Trans Woman in Church is a success. <laughs> so far, no one knows. And I'm like live tweeting every single solitary mass. And, and you know, I, I, I went to that church for about two months. And I went every Sunday and I talked to one person. Yeah. Ever. Nobody else wanted to sit next to me or talk to me or nothing no one wanted anything to do with me and the the final like kicker that made me leave that catholic church was um i i i would wear a mask hardly anyone would wear masks so i'm wearing a mask and i'm i'm going to get the body and blood of christ and right before i get to the priest who gives me the body i will lower my mask and amen okay thank you for the cracker hum, 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 hum. and i put the mask back on and then I walk over to the person who's giving the blood of Christ and they say, and I put my mask down. I say, amen. I take the chalice. I drink the blood. I go and sit down. It was the beginning of May. And there's the priest and the priest just, he's not even really looking. He's just going through the, the body of Christ, the 
bread of salvation. Amen. Okay. Hum, hum, hum. But then I move on to the an old white woman, real Karen-looking chick in an expensive-ass outfit who is giving out the blood of Christ. And I put my mask down, and I, I think that I was hot that day because it was like May. And so the face makeup had started to come off, and she could see, like, my 5 o'clock shadow coming in, and she just stared at me and wouldn't give me the blood of Christ. Okay. She just stared. She was just... And I'm just staring at her. And then the person behind me is also ready to get the, like, and, and then I wasn't sure what to do. Do like, have I been found out? Do I leave now? Am I in trouble? Am I going to hell? But thankfully event after like a good hard, like six seconds of silence and awkward stares. Finally, the Southern hospitality kicked in and she goes, the, the blood, the, the blood, the blood of Christ. And I go, amen. And I drink it. And that's when I go, okay, I can't be Catholic anymore. I can't come in here. I can't, I can't do it. I got to find some other place to go. Stop making fun of me, Eleanor. So I was like, I want to go to church. I want to go to a church. I want to find a group, an organization, <laughs> people that want to talk to me, people that I, that, that I can go to church with and be a member of this church. And, but obviously Catholicism doesn't want me. So there's got to be something. And then I remember that every single solitary gay pride event that I have ever been to, there were always Episcopalians there. So you. Yeah, I'll get you the charger. So I started going to the Episcopalian church and it's super nice and, and friendly. And I'm, I'm um, you know, there's other trans women there. I've met some lovely uh, uh, gay married couples at my church. Uh, everyone's super nice. This woman gave me a bunch of her really expensive jackets the other day. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to wear them because I can't reach that level of Karen. But uh, everyone's super nice and the priest is really nice. And, and Episcopalianism is just like... Um, the good Catholic. Because it's like, hey, we're Episcopalians. We're essentially Catholic, but um, I'm a priest and I'm married and I have kids. So the simple fact that I'm able to screw fixes a lot of problems with the Catholic Church. Yeah. And uh, they believe in science and they believe in evolution and they believe in, in thinking properly and just, just critical thinking. Yeah. Their main their main tenet is, hey, be nice to people, even people you disagree with. And it's like, okay, that's this is this is how all Christians should be acting. Yeah. You know, they do a lot of great stuff for the homeless and they feed a lot of people and it, 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 they have these free dinners and they give out free sack lunches downtown and it's just such a nice church full of good people and and just makes me feel a lot better i'm going to read at church during mass on uh the 22nd our our next episode of the podcast i will have read at church as a woman and i'm pretty excited about that okay 
I lost 47 pounds. That's almost my six-year-old. I lost an entire six-year-old of weight. And I'm really excited about that. I'm actually feeling comfortable with my body. I'm just wearing a bralette right now, like I'm uh, uh, Selena, the singer. Uh, We're back to doing the show. I love the show. I'm really excited for uh, 2023 because while we were doing uh, the the summer of uh, COVID exploitation, I was finding some real bizarre out there shit. So we are going to be watching some like good movies and popular movies. But we're also going to go to some weird-ass places. I, I've got a bizarre 80s supernatural foreign horror American art house slasher supernatural. I've got a bizarre-ass movie for next episode. Hey, I still have a copy of Skate Town USA. Skate Town USA? Ooh, yes. nice. We might go for that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited for this year for the show. Uh, my relationship with my wife is really strong right now. We're 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 uh we're doing great. There are these pills. I'm gonna do a short review now of okay. um there are these pills. I believe they're called 19 they're from the company 1906, and they're like half uh THC and half CBD and some all natural ingredients and yada yada yada, and it, they are different pills. For different ways you want to feel. There are go pills for energy. There's bright pills and they're to help your intelligence. And there are um, sleepy pills. There's awake pills. I've been using um, bliss pills. And they get me a little bit high, but not paranoid high. Just a sort of like, hi kids, I love you. Yeah, because he's so nice. I'm just going to go hang out with my wife. Oh, I love her so much. Hey, do you want to go to the store? That'll be fun. Hey, kid, do you want to go to the park? You know, it, it gives me like a nice euphoric feeling where I'm really happy. Go lucky. We tried a new pill. It's called love. And uh, I didn't try the pill. My wife tried the pill. But let me tell you. Super effective. And yeah. Let's just even at that another thing that i'm happy to say um i'm gonna say it as best i can um i am trans and i've been transitioning since last summer but um all of the equipment still works a-okay everything all of it still works fine and I'm excited about that. I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm getting um, surgery this Thursday. I'm getting a vasectomy. Okay. I, I'm not bringing one of my kids to my vasectomy. No. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No. What? But I have decided that I'm going to my vasectomy as my authentic self. I'm going to have my uh, emerald do my makeup. I'm going to wear my best outfit. And it's like, okay, uh, vasectomy? That's me! Wake, you know, stand up in, like, big high heels and, like, my face all did. I'm really excited to go as a woman to my vasectomy. Yes. That's very much me. I, 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 I found my vasectomy 
horribly amusing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Starting with like the night before where where I mean first I didn't have like a regular doctor, so I just had to dig up a doctor. And then uh and there was just like no connection with this fucking dude. And then the night before I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV and I'm just flipping through the channels. And it was some kind of national National Geographic thing where they had tranked a baboon on the plains of the fucking Serengeti and are giving him a vasectomy. And I'm like, I don't need this right now. (laughs) That's so... I really don't need this. My doctor wrote me a prescription for one Valium. Yeah. And yep. and I I gave it to the pharmacist. I had to get some gold blonde bond for the uh for the shaving and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh or whatever the fuck that stuff was. Yeah. Uh and he gives me one Valium and I was like what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a little bit scared to learn that they're not knocking me out. Yeah. I'm not going under. I'll be awake for the entire thing. And it's like, aw, you're not going to give me any laughing gas? Then what's the point? Now, at one point, this asshole doctor, I can only imagine... But it seems like he got his rubber glove accidentally clipped into the forceps. Mm-hmm. So there was a point where there was an audible loud snapping sound <sighs> coming from my nuts. <laughs> well, I'm happy to I know don't that I can like weed. that. I'm happy to know that. I am legally capable of of um ingesting marijuana. Yes. You know? That helps me feel less scared about the idea of getting um my vast deference snipped. Yes. Uh I came out as uh trans and uh transitioning to my parents and to my brother. And to my uh, kid-friendly YouTube channel, that one was actually harder than any of the other coming outs that I've ever done. I marched in a pride parade as the proud trans woman that I am. I I think it really helped my wife at her job because her job is very uh, gay-friendly and they they march in the pride parade every year. I've marched twice in pride parades with my wife's company. And I showed up to my wife's company's booth you know as a trans woman with a trans flag and all excited to march and here comes these two people talking to me turns out they're like ceos and they're trans and they're married and i'm having this massive conversation with these people that i don't know are like a big deal that are like executives in the company so that's positive uh, I went out in a two-piece bathing suit. 
Yes, it's January. January. I can't, I can't, can't, see, I can't help, I cannot, I cannot put those two things together in my head. The thing that's amazing. I understand it's the YMCA. It's so weird because in Oklahoma, it's literally October, getting a little bit chilly, November, get a sweater, December, it's a little bit cold, January 1st, ice! Everywhere! <laughs> Massive storm! People gonna die! But it's been the... This is the first January in Oklahoma where we haven't just gotten a massive snow and ice storm. It's been beautiful. I've been out and about in my backyard and my porch just in my little bralette and my little yoga pants just... It's a... It's, it's like... 60 degrees out right now. Yeah. It is beautiful. And I've been so happy about that. My wife says that she's nervous because that means that when the storms do come, they're going to be effing horrible. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, it, I was really nervous to go out in a, in a, because I told the kids in like October, November, my uh, my chest was growing bigger, quicker than I thought. And I told the kids, it's like, hey, I know that I take you kids to the Y swimming all the time. But the next time I go to the Y, I am going to need a bathing suit, an actual female bathing suit. I can't just go as your um, parent anymore without a shirt. I need to female present when I go swimming. And I had never done that before. And I was all nervous. And, uh, okay. One of my uh, old friends from high school said, and I was I, this made me feel so good that um, being embarrassed of going out in a two-piece, two-piece bathing suit in public is the quintessential female experience. This is okay. something every woman has had to do, has gone through. And yes, it is horrible. Welcome to the sisterhood of women, Malin. <laughs> This is something we have all done. I'm getting attacked fairly regularly online, but I, I don't really care anymore. I think it's funny. It's like 75% British people. Thanks, JK. Really? Yeah. As as dangerous as it is for trans people in America, it's even worse for trans British people. Really? Yeah, it is. it is fucking horrible over there for trans people. It is the worst. And most of the people that attack me are freaking Brits. It's like, freaking go go listen to John Cleese talk about how cancel culture is horrible. And leave me alone. I am an American. I believe in freedom. This I, may... I, I just don't see how what other people do with their lives affect me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. Okay. My my best friend my, wears a bralette now. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's between What's between my legs? Ain't none of your business. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So, uh, my wife and I will be celebrating our 18th wedding anniversary this May. Excited yes. about that. 
Uh, I believe the Guardians of the Galaxy movie comes out on our anniversary. Uh, we we got married on. There Cinco... is there it has traditionally been a move a Marvel movie, a Marvel movie every anniversary for your yeah. anniversary. It's been wonderful. I don't know why they're constantly releasing <laughs> Marvel movies on Cinco de Mayo, but hey, Cinco de Marvel. They should do that. They should call it that, Cinco de Marvel. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a vasectomy this Thursday. I'm also looking into some other surgeries, electrolysis for my face, possibly some facial feminization surgery. If my, um, uh, health insurance covers it. And even if it doesn't, I'm thinking of just starting a GoFundMe. Every trans person has a GoFundMe to help to, to, to get money, to help them with, uh, surgery stuff. And I, you know, I'm, I had a successful I had a successful GoFundMe to purchase an $80 Halloween costume. Yeah, so maybe I can get one for uh making me look more like a woman. But I ran in a race. No. Yes. I ran in a race this year this past year. I came in 11th place in the women and 28th place overall because I'm healthy. Isn't that something? And I'm working again, making money, and I'm I'm back in therapy. I'm feeling really good about myself, and and I've been I've been talking about how successful 2022 was to everyone who will listen because it makes me feel better to see how far I have come. And yes. thank you, buddy, because you really did help with a lot of that, and, and I appreciate you, and I love you oh, so much. Buddy. Thank you. I just want you to know that. Next week, we will be talking about the 1970s King Kong movie. Okay. That's what we will be talking about next week. I love the fact that, like, okay, this is a guy in an outfit. This is a guy in a rubber uh, King Kong outfit. And uh, this is a uh, giant hand. Yeah. And this is some uh, model work. And then... They just built like a 50 foot King Kong robot. Yeah. And then it, it's fascinating to see the like behind the scenes stuff where it's like, oh, here's some trick camera angles. Here's some other trick camera angles. Here's a slow ass fucking robot. Yes. It, it, it's mind blowing to me. But I learned something new about the uh, 1970s King Kong movie that I have to talk about. Uh, so we will be talking about that next week. So join us next week for another historic approximations, or as we like to call it, and cut on that. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. We are going to be taking a short break now, uh, a little bit of a halftime when we come back. We are going to be discussing this week's film, 2022's adorable kids movie, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. You might be surprised to learn what the director of Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is doing for his next project. I was. Uh, and hey, Eleanor might pop up for this one, my six-year-old, because you saw the movie with me. And you liked it, didn't you? One... It, it is already 
affected this entire family because we will never say a certain hockey player's name right ever again. Okay. The entire family. And it's become a way to explain things like Natasha will be there saying, oh, what's the name of that guy? We used to live next door to him. And he he used to have the trees with the birds in them. What was his name? His name was Mark, Mark, Mike. And then like Mal will be, his name was Waze. Wade, Wade, Wayne Gensky. (laughs) And and that's just our way of of pointing out that someone doesn't know a name anyway. uh, So excited to talk about this movie because I love this movie. But that will be after the break. So we will be. What? With shoes on, not with boots on. And Marcel is a guy. Yes, it is. It's voiced by actress Jenny Slate, but it is a guy. They mention it, too, in the movie. It's okay. Uh, We (laughs) will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do-do-do-do-do. Good job, Eleanor. Do-do-do-do-do. And break. Oh, hey there, my little babushkas. It's me, Daddy, a fucking alley. Actually, I'm an inactive vet. I was an operating vet, but I got kicked out of surgery. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, hey there, my little babushkas. It's me, Dabney. The fuck? Wait. I did this part all right. Didn't I? What was he saying? Oh, yeah. Well, what else should I call myself? A non-operating fetton? An inoperational fetton? A fetton who has ceased to operate? Nah, inactive fetton gets down to my very core. My very essence, man. (sighs) We fettons are kind of a marginalized group in the galaxy. Did you know that there's a group of wackadoos who's telling people that we possess babies in the maternity ward? Hundreds of us? Thousands of us all crowding into the same baby? That's not a possession, man. That's a real. I'll clue you into a little something. It's horseshit. Look, I've been to the Earth, and that's as close as I'm getting to you creatures. You're fucking disgusting! There isn't an orifice in your body that doesn't leak something, man. You pick your noses while you're driving. We can see you! Jeez, you're not invisible just because you're oblivious, man. Filthy fucking animals. 
Since I seem destined to die on some dystopian shithole planet, might as well be Theta Prime. We got Theta Prime A, Theta Prime B, and Theta Prime C. Yeah, it's stupid. Blame L. Ron Hubbard. I live on Theta Prime B, and that B stands for badass. But enough of that. Now it's time for a couple of badass videos from Undead Cow Studios and the Pokemon film. Hello, everybody. It's me, Reverend Steve. I am nervous because I'm going to drink a 41-year-old beverage that might kill me. There was a TV show called Dallas. Dallas was a soap opera that originally premiered in April of 1978 as a mini-series, but the mini-series was so popular that in September of 1978, they decided to turn it into a short one-season TV show. It became so popular that it ran from 1978 to 1991. One character, uh, Bobby Ewing, was killed off, but he was so popular that they decided to make his death a dream. Really stupid. And then, of course, the, the main character was sort of the, the patriarch of the family. His name was J.R. Ewing. In the 1980s, they made a beer. Premium beer. J.R. Ewing's private stock came out in the year 1980. And it says on the bottom here, if you have to ask how much my beer costs, you probably can't afford it. I purchased very cheaply a six-pack of this. One had a hole in it, and it was empty, but the other five were still open and sealed, and so I put this in the fridge for a while, and I'm going to drink it. Surprisingly, I posted about this on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, I've got this 41-year-old beer. Who wants to see me try it? And the answer was a big, resounding, no, are you serious? You could die which I wasn't expecting from Twitter, but I basically got shamed. And so I'm going to open this. This is weird. Do you see this? How, how do I? Ooh, look at that. That's the weirdest. Huh? The old V8? Yeah, it's like V8. Okay. So, um, all right. No, I didn't shake it. I'm going to drink a 41-year-old beer now, so Pinky's up for the classy stuff. So, okay. Hmm. First off, it tastes dusty. Hey. It might be a little dust on the bottom. But when you get past that, okay, so you know when when you're like young, when you're like in your 20s, and you're like, I'm going to go get beer. The cheapest beer imaginable. Okay, so so there's like, there's like cheap beer that will burn your mouth because it's horrible. And then there's cheap beer where it's like Mickey's. That's what this is. This isn't bad, but it's also not good. 
it 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 tastes all right. Tastes all right. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. It tastes cheap. It doesn't taste as uh as uh premium as J.R. Ewing from the hit show Dallas, but no, this is all right. This is pretty good. I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah, this isn't that bad. It's cheap and dusty, but I've I've drank cheap and dusty beer before. You know, go into some sketchy convenience store, and they have a ninety-eight cent uh, pint of some beer you've never heard of before, and you buy that. That's what this tastes like. Uh, it's not that bad. Not that bad. It's all right. This is a weird video, but hey, thanks for watching. And if you're watching this during the podcast, hey. Break time. Buddy and I are peeing. This is it. We got stories for our grandchildren. Much, much, much later. Hey, Grandpa, tell me about the time you committed treason. Well, our president was a racist and a rapist, and he lost re-election. So we decided to break into the Capitol and try and hang the vice president kill a bunch of people and I saw somebody take a big shit in in a hallway yeah it was a it was a it was a pretty great time and and that's my story that's not a very good story grandpa well fuck you you piece of shit This asshole, Andy Warhol, the P.T. Barnum of the art world, making soulless pop culture crap for Madison Avenue, and don't even get me started on his film catalog. I know it doesn't look like a movie, because nothing's fucking moving! And there's eight hours of this shit. Want more variety? You can watch five hours and twenty minutes of this asshole sleeping. Does it get any more exciting than that? Yeah. Almost fucking anywhere. Fuck Andy Warhol. Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. While you're Valisa, but I like your bag. Smile, boys, that's the style. What's the use of worrying? It never was worthwhile. So pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. Spin your bright work from the 
Friday. I'm a Leo, and I love dewy spiderwebs in the sunset, long walks on the pavement, and hiding in shoes. And I'm looking for a special female, and girl, not everyone sees you the way I do. So let me look deep inside all eight of your beautiful eyes. And I don't see human like other people do. I see a glorious spider, baby. Yeah. So I want to let you know I'd play spider with you all night long. Shimmy here, up next to me, and do that stanky spider dance you do. So shake that Sephora thorax and your abdomen too. Ah, girl. Come on, come on, be my spider, baby. know how it is when a male spider tries to show you what he's made of. And I gotta let you know, I don't mind dying for just one night of sweet spider love. If that's what it takes to get near your girl, a hungry female may consume any invertebrate that comes along, including her shooters. But baby, but baby, I don't mind because you're truly worthy. You're worth it, baby. My pedipals are palpitating, circulating. I could be perspirating, but I can't because I got an ectoskeleton. But that don't matter now. So let me be your daddy, baby. Hopelessly tangled up in your silky web. Let me kiss your fangs before you chomp off my head. Yeah. Species. Females eat the males after sweet, sweet love. But I don't mind. Now, you see, I got eight boots on my legs for knocking. I notice you do too. Spider baby rocking all night long. You see, even spider love is blind. Come on. Ooh. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Sixteen yeah. boots of spider knocking. You girl, come on, come on, come on, be my spider baby. Come on, come on, be my baby. Be my spider baby. Yeah. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Be your daddy's spider long day. Come on, come on, be my baby.
So until next week, get a load of this shit. It's like a movie, but nobody has any lines, and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No. Mm. Tell me about what's life like. It's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket, and that's why I don't like the saying, everything comes out of the wash. Because sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it does, and they're just like a completely different person. So it's actually only two of us now. Myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Nana, make the noise. Sometimes I find my mind wandering, thinking, what would my family think? Do you think they could be out there? Marcello. Let's forget about being afraid. Just take the adventure. Okay, let, let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's Marcel. I'm recording this video because I'm looking for my family. Marcel the Shell and the search for a family reunited. Marcel, how long has it been since you've seen your family? I couldn't tell you, but a space in my heart gets bigger and louder every day. Mm. Dean, do you know how long? That's two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, that's nice to know. There's so many places that they could be. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. You are beautiful. There must be so many others like me. He has got to go. Not that I don't like Arthur. Not that. No! Oh my god! Arthur. No! No! Arthur! Off! And we're back with more of the Pope on Film.
It's time, Bunny! Yeah! It is time. It is indeed time. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time yet again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yay, our way into the second half of our podcast and any episode of a podcast where you get to talk about uh, Peter Boners is gonna be good. Yeah. Period. So, um... Period. The second half of our podcast is where we're going into now. And it is said second half wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new extra strength now in an environmentally safe, non-biodegradable container. Movie of the week! And this week we are kicking off the brand new year with a wonderful film, one of my absolutely favorite films of 2022, the A24 Kids film. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Thank you, Eleanor, for helping me out there. I've got my six-year-old here. She saw the movie with me. Maxwell, my 11-year-old, didn't like it. No? He walked walked out of the room after about 20 minutes. Eleanor sat with me and watched the whole thing because it was adorable. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on that you didn't like. I'm fine with that. I'm not upset about it, but you are grounded. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a wonderful movie. It is a shame that this wasn't a hit at the box office because I would have loved for A24 to go balls out with kids content. Yeah. If I close my eyes and really think hard, I can picture Hereditary Jr. Yeah. You know, the new show on Nicola on Nick Jr. It's Hereditary Jr. It's all about a magical decapitated head that teaches kids Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. Um another Midsomar. Midsomar babies. We we just throw in a talking dog. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Denny. I am the. You know what I hate? Can you stop repeating everything I say? You're driving me nuts here, okay? You've been doing it for so long. I have held back on snapping, but. I'm sorry for snapping at you like that. So sorry. Oh, I, I'm i sorry that I just snapped. I just snapped. Yes, you did. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Midsommar Babies. Um, the Lighthouse, but it's all about the seagulls and their friend, a mermaid. Yes. Open that. Can you open what? No, that's my toy. Yeah, no, I'm keeping that. Lamb is already almost a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. I can see an adorable animated film about a half lamb, half human getting into wacky adventures. I can already see that. Yeah. I can see it perfectly. 
an animated it, it's it it'll be like a bizarre swedish Stuart little yes i'm down with that i am so down to clown with uh lamb uh lamb for kids stop covering up the camera eleanor okay let's talk 2020 i try and make a list of my favorite movies of the year every year. I made one for 2021, but I never posted it online because reasons. But uh, my favorite movies of 2022, I did share that list. And Marcel the Shell is proudly my number two favorite film of the year. I think that it could have been number one on any year that everything everywhere all at once didn't come out. Yes. But... Everything Everywhere All at Once came out, and so uh, there went the chances of Marcel the Shell. Now, I have seen other people's lists. Uh, I, I, it, There is a hashtag film Twitter out there. There's a black Twitter, and there's a film Twitter. And um, film Twitter, people love posting their movie reviews and uh, and all of that. And I have seen a lot of other people's lists of their favorite movies of 2022 and their worst movies of 2022. And a few times, a couple of times, I saw people on Twitter with Marcel the Shell with shoes on as one of their worst movies of 2022. One of their worst? Yes. But um, I'm just going to come out and say it. If you hated Marcel the Shell with shoes on, either A, you have no kids, or B, you have kids, you don't spend enough time with them. No. Uh, because this is adorable. I want to hug this movie. It, there's something that parents do here in the Midwest. I never saw this in California. I never saw this in Arizona. I see it here in the Midwest all the time. where. The kids are like, hey, can you take me to this park? Sure. Get in the car. I'll drive you to the park. Now go out and play. I'm staying in the truck. Listening okay. to, I don't know, talk radio. And you see like, you know, four different cars with four different parents just sitting in the truck while I'm balls up in that playground. Yeah playing with these kids, chasing them around and stuff like that. That is something that parents don't often do. I am. I try to be very hands-on with you kids. But not that's not something that other parents do. So I think that those parents are the parents that hated Marcel the show with shoes on. Uh, Eleanor. So uh, we're here with Eleanor. Eleanor, can you tell us, uh, first off, let's start by, uh, what's your name? Eleanor. Oh, so your name is Eleanor. Okay, thank you, Eleanor. We had no idea. Uh, how old are you? Six. You're sick? Oh, no, it's probably COVID. Six. Six. Okay, you are six. What number is after six? Seven. Okay, you didn't have to scream it. Everyone's deaf now. Good job, Eleanor. Everyone is deaf on Twitch and wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, this week's movie is Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. What were your thoughts on it? What, what did you think about the movie? 
It was great. I just loved it. Good, 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 good. Uh, what were your favorite parts? <laughs> when they had it, the interview? Oh, with 60 Minutes. We just call it the show. Yeah. That's how popular it is. We just call it the show. Bunny, what were your thoughts on this film? Definitely, definitely adorable. It's adorable. And I think a lot of it is is on the voice actor. You said her name a couple of times. I Jenny think she Slate. was she was great and really breathed life into the character. Because the character itself, like yeah, it's kind of cute, you know, but there's not really much to it. Yeah. It's a shell with an eye. It's got shoes and then a mouth, <laughs> you know, and I think that that she really brings the adorableness to the character. Why do you want the microphone? Because, because why? Because why? Okay. Okay, I'm holding the microphone, okay? I'm holding the microphone. Okay. Something important. Uh, uh, okay, the microphone just got unplugged. Hold on. Uh, you can hear me. Okay, good. Uh, yes, Maxwell, what do you have to say that's super important? The time is 4.20. Max, it's three twenty here, but he does have a point. He does have a point. He does have a point. He he's he's pretty smart. Uh, buddy, why don't you hit Marking us with it the... up? Marking it up for you. Nice. Why don't you uh? Why don't you hit us with the plot of this week's film? There's a shell, and the shell is living with this guy. Uh. And the shell has <coughs> the shell has a grandmother, and there was an accident, and his his whole family of shells, his community of shells, got like washed away or something. Yeah, I, at, at first I thought the grandmother's name was Manicotti, but it's not. The grandmother's name is Connie, and Marcel calls her Nana Connie. But when Marcel uh, says that, it runs into one word, and it sounds like Nanacotti, which I think is a pasta? Well, Manicotti is a pasta. Manicotti. Manicotti, yeah. But that's what I think it sounds like. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a pasta. <clears throat> so then this guy that he's living with starts doing a documentary about him, and it becomes a big internet sensation. Uh, and because of that, Marcel gets to be on 60 Minutes. Uh, with Leslie Stahl. With Leslie Stahl. Um And then, like, spoilers, you know? Yeah. 
I know. I know that when you put your uh, red squishy doll in the camera and take it out, that everything gets green for a second. Orange, yeah. Okay, yes. You want to do it? Okay, this is a science experiment. This is also a podcast, which is a a verbal medium, and you're doing a visual jokes, which people will not entirely get. You're ruining the camera now. Everything's <laughs> all. It looks like in a Hollywood movie when they make it Mexico. Okay, now we're normal. Okay, there you go. Don't do that anymore. No, no, don't do that anymore. You're gonna give it that orange Mexico glow. Stop. I don't want to be fighting you during this podcast. Okay, so let's do some stats. This is a 2022 A24 movie for kids. And if that doesn't excite you, then check your freaking pulse. It is based on a series of YouTube videos that began in 2010 and became a bit of a cool, hip, trending, viral sensation for a while. The videos were created by a director named Dean Fleischer Camp and his then wife, actress Jenny Slate, a wonderful comedian and actress who was at one point in time on SNL until she said the uh, F word live on the air and they fired her. Okay. Uh, but since then, she's become quite an actress and uh, she's she she did some wonderful uh, drunk histories back when that was still a thing and she's become quite an accomplished voice actress the person who voices marcel the shell voices the little white dog from the secret life of pets eleanor you know the little white dog get the gum in your mouth please such a six-year-old move you know the little doggy the little <coughs> white doggy the girl doggy from secret life of pets yeah, that's the same person who voices Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Was she? Yes, she she was uh, the woman with the big nose who used a dog uh, as a kung fu weapon. Okay. That was Marcel, the shell with shoes on. So this was a big year for Jenny Slate. So they both created the the original Marcel the Shell with Shoes on YouTube videos. Then they got big and they started branching out. They did a a kids book and that became successful. So I believe they did a series of kids books. And then in 2014, they announced that they were working on a full length feature film for Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Then in 2016, the two broke up. They got divorced. But like the professionals they were, they continued on with the film and thank would they did, despite not being a massive hit at the box office. It is up for an Oscar for best animated feature. They actually had to fight to get included as an animated feature. So now who'd they, have they to fight? are. Huh? Who they have to fight? I don't know. But well, AJ Styles, AJ Styles, nice. Uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles, the uh, I have no freaking idea what I was what I was about to say. Oh, the Oscar people were worried that because it is like a live action slash stop motion animation film, they were they weren't sure if it should be included in best animated 
in the best animated category for the Oscars. So they, Eleanor keeps messing with the screen and I'm just trying to focus on the words so that this can be a fun visual thing for whoever's watching and then whoever's listening to it. I can, I'm, I care about you list podcast listeners. Unlike I, Eleanor I, I, here. I, I could, I could accidentally, you know, click on a different screen or something and you could beat her brutally and then we'll just come back. No, no. Uh, but now, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is up for Best Animated Film, and it is the first stop-motion slash live-action hybrid film to ever be nominated for an Oscar. And this is big news. This is recent. The director, Dean Fleischer Camp, apparently a lot of studios really liked what he did with Marcel the Shell with Shoes On because he has now been tapped to direct a live-action Lilo and Stitch film for Disney. Nice. I've never been the biggest fan of Lilo and Stitch. No. But I will watch a Lilo and Stitch done by the Marcel with the shell with shoes on guy. I am 100% down with that. I hate the live-action Disneys, but I am down with that. If they're going to make Lilo and Stitch, I think that there's hope for a live action Three Caballeros. <laughs> live action. Just get yeah. an American sailor who doesn't wear pants and has a speech impediment, and he goes out drinking and tries to bang uh, Mexican women with a Brazilian guy who smokes all the time and a Mexican bandit who randomly shoots at people. And they do some like serious hardcore mexican drugs and they start seeing things that's the entire movie and they dance a lot live action <coughs> three caballeros make it happen disney listen to the fans <coughs> you know what's pissing me off in hollywood right now they hired james gunn to head the DC Cinematic Universe and try and actually make sense of it for once. Yeah. And the DC fans are all pissed off. And you know why they're pissed off? Because they successfully bullied a studio to make the Snyder Cut happen. And now they think that they can just decide what happens to the DC Cinematic Universe from here on out. Yeah. Can you imagine that if Marvel did that? If Marvel was like, oh, we're not going to do any more Ant-Mans. They didn't like the first one. Like, we never would have gotten Thor Ragnarok. No. If if the fans had been listened to. It's just ridiculous. All the DC fans think that they can now bully uh, Warner Brothers into firing James Gunn. I'm I I actually find myself being a little bit excited about the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, I kind of I kind of find it ballsy as hell that he just like axed everybody. Yeah, I think it's I think <coughs> it's freaking awesome that the guy who made Brightburn now has control over future Superman movies. Yes, that is freaking awesome. I love that. Oh, and let me go while I'm let me go into a slight rant here. 
Marcel the Shell with Shoes On premiered in 2021 at the Telluride Film Festival, but was not released into theaters until March of 2020. But that just because it premiered at a film festival that hardly anyone went to in 2021 doesn't mean that this is a 2021 film, Wikipedia! This isn't a 2021 film. This is a 2021 film for rich Telluride studio executives, but for normal Americans, this is a 2022 film. Yes. It's for all the losers. Hey, my show is a show with shoes on. This is for you. Did you just put a uh, squishy doll's butt (laughs) in the camera? You did. That is exactly what you did. Okay. Honestly, any movie that features Peter Boners from the Bob Newhart show as the maestro, how can you hate that? Yes. The maestro. No, I, I and it's like, like, like he's one of the guys. Like, like, it's not that I've been wondering where you've been. It's like I forgot that you existed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I'm glad Pretty you're working much. again, but like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It, there's only one. There's only one criticism I have of the film. Marcel the shell with shoes on and I hate to bring it up but I'm going to bring it up uh I wouldn't even consider this a spoiler alert but I just don't like it when films do this where uh hello my name is title character I'm young and I'm a little bit shy But I think that if I try really hard, that by the end of this film, I will be happy. Anyway, it's just me and my insanely old, fragile, and close-to-death grandmother, whom I'm sure will live forever and in no way be killed later to give me some drama. Yes. Come on, fragile grandmother. Let's go play outside, fragile grandmother. And it's like, okay, the first, like, ten minutes of the film, oh, you know someone's dying. Yeah. You just know it. And and it's like, oh, okay, that's not exciting. But besides that, like, looking past that, I love this movie. It's easy, breezy, fun. I will never pronounce uh, uh, Whale Jetski's name correct ever again. It's an adorable film. Not a lot of people saw this. People should see this. It is cute. And it's something that, like, I watched with my six-year-old and my 17-year-old, and they both freaking loved it. Good. This is a wonderful film, and I, I think it's so adorable. And uh, I think more people should watch it. it. This is, like, my uh How It Ends. Yeah. Because it's like, this is a great movie that no one saw. Yeah. And people should go out and watch Marcel the Show with Shoes On. It's adorable. You are really messing with this camera. It's not my camera, okay? This is your mother's camera that I am using. Now you've made it, once again, to look like Mexico in a a Hollywood movie. 
Stop putting your squishy animal's butt on the camera, okay? Please, stop. I'm almost done, all right? So just stop putting a squishy butt on the camera, okay, Eleanor? I know how much you love squishy butts, but I will say that you're a squishy animal. Shakes a lot, which makes it real easy to twerk. See? Jiggle, 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 twerk, 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 twerk. It's very realistic butt jiggling. I don't know, but I'm not going to help you pick what games to play on your tablet because I'm trying to do a podcast here. Okay? This is difficult. So that's all I've got for this week's movie. It's freaking wonderful. You should watch it. Go watch a movie. Yes, you should. This is a fun movie. Our next episode is going to be on January 22nd because we're we're doing it every other week. And that really helps with my uh, mental health. Uh, this movie was an A24 film, and it was a, 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 a it's a PG rated film. It's good for for the whole family, and it's adorable, and I love it. So next week we are going to Crazy Town. All right. This is a co-film. This is a film that was co-created between uh, two of uh, the most powerful uh, artistic uh, places on the planet. France and Minnesota. Okay. Finally, these two powerhouses of cinema have joined together to create a really astounding masterpiece. And Bunny, let me just say, this movie is available for free on YouTube. I'll shoot you a link. Um, it's also on archive.org. It's available to stream in a few places. This is absolutely bizarre. Do yourself a favor. Do not look it up before you watch it. Okay? Okay. Do yourself a favor. This will be better if you know nothing about this film. You haven't read a review. You haven't heard a heads up. This is the bizarre 1983 horror film mindfuck simply known as Blood Beat. I don't think I could even explain what it's about. Okay. But let me tell you, this is uh, batshit crazy and you are going to love it. Okay? Okay. You are going to absolutely love this film. Uh, It's free on YouTube. I, I, I've got it on my watch later playlist. I'll send it to you right after we finish this. Cool. This is going to be fun to talk about and break down a 1983 French Minnesotan supernatural horror mindfuck is, is what this is. And <laughs> so excited to do this. We're going to be doing some weird stuff like this. This one is good. Some of the other ones are just absolutely flat out bad. I found another film by the Born Into Mafia guy. Uh oh. I found a I found a film done entirely by strippers called Killer Rack. I'm wondering if it's in any way related to uh uh what Chesty Morgan. Oh. Uh, probably not. 
I've got some real I've got some really bizarre films and we're going to be watching them throughout the the year of 2023. 2023 we're going to go to some strange places and we're starting off in our next episode with the 1983 horror film Bloodbeat. Feel free to search it on YouTube audience if you want to watch along with us and you really do. This is a trip. Uh it's best <laughs> with a little bit of weed. It is best with a little bit. We, it's we best could with live weed. stream it. That is a possibility. I. That is a pretty good possibility. We'll think about that. We'll think about that. You should. You should watch it first, and see what you think. Okay. This is freaking weird. I can't wait to do Ten that. Minute that warning. is. But that is our next episode. Episode. <laughs> Four four seven. Wow. Uh, our next episode will be episode number four four seven, which means that we've done four hundred and forty six episodes to get to this exact point. Don't try and check yourself because you don't have enough time to see if we have done four hundred and forty six episodes before getting to episode four forty seven. Just take our word for it. Why would we lie? That would be so weird. Anywho, uh, that's. Our next episode. Now that I'm looking back at this episode, the highs and the lows, uh, Lilo and Stitch, Mona Lisa Saperstein, Jose Feliciano, um, British Bigots, Morbius. I got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. A this has been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I, I felt the same way, but I wasn't sure because I feel like you're the one who sort of makes that distinction and not me. And the last thing that I want to do is step on anybody's toes. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend May Lynn, and on behalf of Eleanor and Max and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you douche waffles and poopy toes. And you shell. Nice, nice. Way to tie it in. You really tied the whole room together. Eleanor? What? 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 Marcel? Marcel? Is that what you're saying? Why are you saying it like that? Okay, sure. That'll be that'll be the the last bit of dialogue. Do 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 do. You're not Ric Flair. Stop it. Skitty Papa Doo Wow, cut and print. We are cookies. You need to stop yelling into this, Axel Rose. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Cut and print.